Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. going on big dog so man how you doing i'm doing good buddy i'm doing good had a uh, pretty good leg day at the gym earlier today man i'm jealous i love a good leg day i am a fan but it's been a while work schedule was a little crazy i hadn't been able to hit legs in a little while so um i took it easy yeah i did a lot of like uh it's more like functional like functional leg workout stuff for the people that aren't um big gym goers like you and i i want to tell some of the some of the listeners, what a functional leg workout is. So I grabbed the um, the fifty pound bar, put it on my uh, put it on my back, and uh, grabbed the. Did you walk around on all fours like a like a dog? That'd been cool. That'd no, been really cool. But I didn't. Um, no. Is there is there a workout that helps you get a hump on your back like a camel? No, but there's a few medical conditions. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Continue. I'm sorry. Um. So I had the bar on my back. Grabbed the uh, grabbed the like box and did step ups. Mm. And uh, phew, gets it gets the legs burning. Um. Quads, hamstrings, glutes, the whole package gets it burning. It's dump truck season, baby. It is dump truck season. We're working a little uh eccentric control on the way back down, down nice and slow. Mm. Hmm. You gotta you gotta watch those big words, man. Oh, sorry. It's... That's what you get for having somebody that works in physical therapy on the show. That's fair. But uh it was some of them. Um grab the Bosu ball. Um so that's that that's that ball has the uh you ever seen like the videos of like Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara doing like crazy shit on that little like it's like a half ball. It's like a oh, half a yoga ball. It's yeah, got, like yeah, the yeah. flat top. Uh-huh. Yeah, so what you do is you put the flat top up. That's called a Bosu ball. Bosu ball. B O S U. Bosu. It's news to me, okay. <laughs> um put that flat side up. And uh, you stand on that and do squats. Fuck that. It is tough. It like it shows every single like muscle weakness you have in your legs. I had to do it for my physical therapy for my ankle. Um, and dude, they're so tough. Yeah, forget that. I grabbed the thirty pound kettlebell. Was holding that, doing my squats. Shit yourself? No, I almost did. Last time I did legs, so two two times ago. Um. Me, me and my boy Andrew. I don't know if Andrew listens to the podcast or not. I know he said he was gonna. He, last time I talked about it to him, he said he, he said he hadn't done it yet. So shout out to Andrew if he's listening. Otherwise, I'm gonna punch him next time I see him, <laughs> which will be tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it will be tomorrow when I have to get furniture for the. I keep mentioning it. I'm moving. So we're gonna have like the the official, the lab. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Bef- before I get before I get back to it, it's gonna be. It's exciting. Yes, I mean it's mad exciting. I mean, right now we're recording on a damn plastic table that fucking Buffalo Bills fans jump through. Yeah, they do. Ziggy hears somebody. Someone came through the door. Yeah, someone's coming through the door. So apologize <laughs> about that and squeaking and all that kind of stuff. You're about to hear, about to hear someone talking to the dog. Yeah, but you won't hear. Uh, you won't hear that door too much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like nice little, nice little private area. Very, very exciting. Um, it's gonna be legitness. Legitness. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I can't wait. But last time, last time the two of us, two times, two times ago, we did legs. 
we loaded up the uh, the linear leg press with 14 45 pound plates, which which I mean I I I did like five reps or so, like four four clean ones and two crappy ones. So <laughs> so got two whole ones and two half ones. Yeah, there you go. Did you just shout out Jeezy? I did. Yeah, <laughs> dude, me okay is an absolute banger of a song. But last time last time that I did that. I felt like I was in like a very, very minor car accident for like four days. Because, <laughs> of course, I'm lifting like almost a thousand pounds on my legs. Yeah. So moving weight, boy. Love that. Trying to, man. It's dump truck season. It is dump truck season. We're going to do something a little different this week. Okay. We got, uh, we got some Bud Light Seltzer Sours here with us. We are not sponsored by Bud Light. We are not. But my, man, my man Holman bought them and brought them over to my house at 1 p.m. today. Sure did. I don't have a problem. Happy Friday. Oh, neither do I. I. Dude, I've been up for I've been up for four hours now. I'm about to start drinking my first alcoholic beverage of the weekend. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. I uh I saw these in the store. I was like, man. They sound pretty good. I don't mind I don't mind a good sour beer. Um I'm not a big seltzer guy personally, but a a, a free beer is a good beer in my opinion. So true. I don't mind I don't mind a good seltzer either. So I was like, man, a little seltzer, a little sour. Seems like it could be right. I, uh, I'm going with the green apple out of the pack. What are you rocking over there? I got a blue raspberry. I think, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for blue raspberry shit, man. That's so. good. It's good. I think there was, what, watermelon and lemon. Those were the four flavors in the pack. Yeah, I'll take a hard pass on a lemon. I'm not a big, I'm not a big lemon, lemon person. Although I do like lemon heads. A little candy. A little, yeah. hard, little hard crack rock candy. I do like that shit. I feel like the lemon, that'd be good if you were to like put it in like a mixed drink and like make something, like mix it in with something else. That'd be good. I, I mean... I don't know about just rock. Did you drop that shit in some iced tea? Sheesh. I mean, they already has had already have spiked Arnold Palmer, so it's not. I'm not really getting too inventive here, but you don't have to though. That's very true. I don't know, but let's uh, let's crack these bad boys open. Let's get a little uh, little first impression here. You ready? I'm trying to do this as quiet as possible. Nah. Come on, bitch. Oh, I got a good crack on mine. Cheers, brother. Here, I think I need a second here. Got this damn mic in my mouth. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. I could crank some back. I got, I got, I got to drink more to get used to it. But um, oh yeah. Keep in mind, people, this is a sports podcast. This is just uh, some of the conversations that me and some of good grief. This, these are the conversations that me and Holman go through, um, on a day to day basis. Yeah, I think like I'll call you, whatever, when you're on your way to the work or to the gym or on your way back, whatever. Yeah, you don't call me when I'm on my way to work. <laughs> No, no, I don't. It's 10, I don't. 10 o'clock at night, no way. I don't call you at 10, 10, 30 at night. Number one, I'm not in a good mood. Number two, <laughs> number two, anybody want to talk to somebody when they're going to work. You're listening to like Creed on your way into work. What did I listen to last night going to work? Popping Home with Sports Lab. Did you actually? I did, yeah. I love that. Get it locked in. Little right. game film. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. So now that we've pissed away like seven minutes of people's times ch- shenaniganing. Nobody cares. That's why, people, that's why people are here. You may never lie. Um, let's start with NBA this time. We're gonna switch it back, roll it back. I know we've been we've been rocking with the NFL first. Yeah, we've been going we've been going, we've been going back and forth the whole time. Um, where do you want to start? Let's start with uh, the Joel Embiid comparisons. Yeah. So for the, for those of you that don't know who Joel Embiid is, he's the starting center for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. He's been getting a lot of um, I wouldn't call them unfair comparisons. I think so, I think some of them are pretty fair. Yeah. 
Um, I think Doc Rivers, the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, so he's a little biased. Um, he came out and said that he's a mix of Hakeem Olajuwon and Kevin Garnett. Which are big shoes to fill. And then a teammate of his, Danny Green, uh, came out and said that he's Shaq with footwork and touch. Um, I don't know. Shaq could Jimmy. Like, 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 Shaq, like, Shaq may have been fucking a whole, a whole load of like eight foot nine and 600 pounds at his peak. I'm exaggerating, of course. But I mean, Shaq, Shaq, was, Shaq was very, very nimble when he was on the court. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Joel Embiid? Do you like him? I have mixed emotions about him. I do like Joel Embiid um, for for certain reasons. I also dislike him for um, for other reasons. I mean, I think he um, he kind of he, he he talks a lot of shit. He does kind of. Do you think it's deserving though? Like, do, like do you think he deserves to talk that shit? I mean, he can he can definitely talk some shit. To I think a I think he's the best center in the league, personally. Most Se- talented. Second. I know. Jokic. Ooh. I give him number two. <sighs> That's tough. It's kind of like a 1A, 1B thing. But with with all that being said, um, I don't know if Embiid necessarily has all the hardware to back up a lot of shit talking. Five-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, 2017 All-Rookie Team. That's it. That's That's his trophy case. Doesn't have an MVP. Doesn't have a scoring title. I don't think he's won Defensive Player of the Year. He doesn't have. He doesn't have a ring. No. I mean, he 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 has second shortest odds to be be MVP this year. He's playing out of. He's playing really really good ball lately. Yeah, he's playing stupid well. I was um, I was looking at doing a little bit of betting last night, and um, first score. Uh I was not doing first score. Um, you know, it's funny. I saw I saw someone did a first score parlay. Dude, they hit it. They they hit on a four or five legger. Yeah. One dollar, I think, something like one hundred thirty grand. Dude, I've done a ton of those first, uh, first bucket scores. I've done, I, I've probably throughout the the entirety of all of the bets, I've probably picked like fifteen first scores. I'm zero for fifteen. I haven't got a single one of them right. I've got, I've gotten, I think maybe two right, but of course, I don't, I don't do it straight up. I just, I do them all as parlays. So it's joke on, jokes on me at the end of the day. I've done a couple singles, a couple parlays. Like I've picked like. Steph Curry or like Luka Doncic or right. like LeBron James or something like that. Nope, none of them hit. I mean, we've talked about it on here before. It, like, it's it's so enticing you just can't pass them up. Yeah, well, the odds are it's like, hey, you know, LeBron James scored the first bucket plus five hundred. You're like, well, <laughs> well, shit. I mean, might as well try it. He might. I put a dollar on that for eighty two games out of the year. Right. At some point, you're bound to be right. At, at plus five hundred, what's that? At, at a dollar bet, was that fifty bucks? Fifty bucks. $51 payout total. Yeah, $51 payout total. Worst worst case scenario, it hit it hits once and he's at five plus up five hundred every game for the entire year, you lose thirty bucks. Yeah. You hit it twice, you're already profitable. Right. He's gonna score the first bucket more than twice a season. You just gotta pick the games where he does. Well, if you just pick them all, as long as he scores the first bucket twice, you're profitable. That's true. You're not wrong. Can we stick with LeBron for a second? We can. So sp- sp- speaking of players who have who got mm, had a little nose edge there. Um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of players who have had really really high high praise lately. Um, current GM of the Miami Heat. I think he's a GM. 
Pat Riley? I think so. He's affiliated. He's affiliated with the Miami Heat. I don't know if he's the GM or if he has or if he holds another role within, within the organization. Uh, he also coached the Knicks when he when Ewing was there. And I think he coached the Lakers too. I could be wrong. Anyway, not important. Um, but he had he had he had this to say about LeBron James. Uh, LeBron is in a class of his own. He is absolutely unique. He's Michael Jordan. He's Magic. He's Kobe. He's Jerry West. He's Bill, he's Bill Russell. You take all the greats. You take all of these great, great players, put them in a blender, mix them up, and LeBron got something from all of them in him. We were talking We were talking earlier in the podcast, or podcast, heavens to Bessie, before the podcast, a little drunk already after two sips. Sheesh. Um, LeBron James has won four MVPs in his career. You and I are very big advocates that he should have at least eight. Yes. Seven minimum, absolute minimum, five minimum. He should not. There, I love Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose should not have won MVP over LeBron James. I think you're right. But le- then, le- literally, LeBron James should have been league MVP five years straight, and honestly, another five after that. I like the main knock on LeBron James, in my opinion, is that he whines so much, which I. Uh, I'll give people credit for. But then again, at the same time, wouldn't you complain also if you literally are getting slapped across the head in order to get you to stop stop from scoring? I absolutely would. No, I think why he doesn't have as many um, MVPs as he does is because his baseline is other people's MVP seasons. That's very true. Yeah, what what he does on a consistent basis or what pe- like you look at other players and you think to himself, you think to yourself, wow, he had a great season. Then you look at LeBron James and you're like, wow, they didn't he didn't play very good this year this year. He averaged one less point and had one more assist. What more do you want him to do? Yeah. You're like, wow, he had a down year. And like I said, his baseline is other people's MVP season. So I think that's that's his biggest knock on not getting as many MVPs as he should have. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean I've talked about it before. We've talked about it before. I think LeBron is the most disrespected player in NBA history. He's the most disrespected. Damian Lillard is the most underappreciated. I agree. I, I I agree with you there. I'm sure. I'm sure. If, I'm sure. If we sat sat back and re- and really thought about it, there might be another player who's probably just as underappreciated as Damian Lillard. Off the top of my head, at least in the modern day NBA. Yeah, in the current NBA, I don't think there's anybody who's more underappreciated than Damian Lillard. Um, but high pra- high praise from somebody who knows the game of basketball. I think Pat Riley played the NBA as, as well. It, anyway. He's a he's a Hall of Fame coach. When he retires from his position as the from his position with the Miami Heat, he's gonna be Hall of Fame. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer again because of course he put together the big three, mm-hmm. one of arguably the greatest trio of teammates at any given time at one point in the NBA. Yep. Maybe except for now. Who? Brooklyn. Hmm. KD, James Harden, Kyrie. They gotta they gotta get a chip first. That's true. I mean, time for talent. And I mean, you can't. I don't know. I don't know if you can even say that because technically, the trio down in Miami beat two thirds of the trio when they were in Oklahoma. Oh, that's true. So that was before they got really good, though. You're not wrong. How many? How how many titles do you think that team wins that they all stay together? Oklahoma City. Hmm. They didn't have to break up. Just James Harden didn't. James Harden wanted to be. Want to be a starter, which he deserved to be. So I don't, I don't blame him for wanting to, for wanting to leave. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know, maybe two, three, maybe. Because the Heat, like, the year that the Heat beat them, they weren't even playing their best basketball. They were playing good basketball, but they weren't even playing their best basketball. Well, if you if you want to get technical, that was their best basketball because that was the because that game five that was the last game James Harden has ever played in the Oklahoma City uniform. Well, I'm he, saying the Heat weren't playing their best basketball. Oh, so yes, that trio could stay together. You don't like that's you, fine. You, you don't think they were playing their best basketball at the time? I think they were. No, I think they played their best basketball when they played the Spurs in back to back series. Do you? Yeah, I think when they played the Thunder, they were at their peak because of course they just decimated the Thunder. But that was a very young team, who, and nobody had ever been there before. I mean, they beat the Spurs, who had Greg Popovich, one of the best coaches of all time. They had Duncan. The the, La- the Lakers, good grief. The Heat. Heat. <laughs> Man, I'm tripping already. The Heat, the Heat needed a real big stroke of luck in order to win that series, though. Whether, you, whether people say Ray Allen bailed out LeBron James or not, which I don't, I don't think he did. <laughs> it's Ravens. It's the fucking cat. What are you she, doing, baby? Come here. She throws you off your game so much. Dude, it's this little. It's this, it's this little black mass moving across the floor. I keep thinking it's a. <laughs> it's something from the damn Exorcist coming to get me. It keep, might be. Keep thinking it's my time. <laughs> if the cat is the Exorcist, you're you're about to go sleep out in the front yard. Yeah, I said it. You're about to go sleep in the. Big ass sand pit that we have out in the backyard at the dog up our backyard. Thanks, guys. Assholes. Um damn it, cat threw me off. Alright, so I think I think Son of a bitch. we're done talking about the trios and, and everything like that. I think we we've we've proved a point. Yeah, I mean I mean I mean we give LeBron high praise every episode. We do. When we talk about the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean you can you cannot talk about the NBA without talking about LeBron James. The same way the same way it was in the nineties. You can't talk about the NBA unless you're t- unless you bring up Michael Jordan. Can't talk about the NFL if you don't talk about Tom Brady. That's a lie. That is a lie. We're about to do it now. No, we're not. Shit. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to talk about the uh, the NBA All Star team and the uh, starters have been selected. <laughs> is he the podcast dog? He's having a day, dude. I'm about to spaz. We're good. We're good. So once again, it is Team Durant versus Team LeBron. Um, I so I don't know if it will be Team Durant because he is ruled out because oh. he's recovering from whatever injury he um. Got. I think it was a sprained MCL or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, so it'll probably end up being Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um. He'll probably end up being the captain. So as of right now, the starters in the East are Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, and Trey Young. Any surprises on the East for you? Um, Maybe the fact that Giannis is not the captain and KD is. That might be my only surprise. Hmm. I personally think Giannis is the best player in the East right now. I don't know. Kevin Durant was averaging 29.3 points per game, 5.8 assists, and 7.4 rebounds. Stats aside, I, I, I think he is the most talented player in the East. Stats aside. Because mm. LeBron, I mean, LeBron's not averaging the most points in the NBA. He's not averaging the most rebounds or most assists, and I still think he's the most talented player in the NBA. But LeBron is averaging 
the second most points and the first most in the West. That's he, still not the most. He's point two points behind Kevin Durant. Still not the most. Anyway, LeBron <laughs> is the team captain for the West. Um, their starters are Steph Curry, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, John Morant, and Andrew Wiggins. And yes, the Andrew Wiggins does shock me. Yeah, that surprised me too. Uh, yeah. So it's it's his first All Star appearance. Of, of like, he was he was labeled as the next LeBron James when he was um coming out of high school and college. Um, so people expected him to be at this point in his career, me including, much sooner, much sooner, yeah. Um, I don't know how well he's playing. Of course, I don't. Of course, Golden State. They always, whenever they're at home, they they always tip off around the same time that I get to work. So I don't get to watch the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, nor do I have any big desire to watch the Warriors. Um, because I'm um I'm a real big anti Warriors person. <laughs> always have been. Always will. Just for whatever reason. At this point now, I couldn't even tell you why. Um, I love that. Maybe, maybe the Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins thing is deserving. Not saying it is. Not saying it isn't. Um, but it's very surprising. I just think there's other people that you could probably put in at the forward. I agree. Um, because they they got him in there as a forward. Like, okay, so 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 these are this is Andrew Wiggins' stats on the season so far. He is averaging 18.1 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, 2.1 assists, and his PER is 16.67. That is 79th in the league. Mm -hmm. He's not even top 30 in scoring. Yeah. Again, like 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 scoring is not the reason why people make the make the All Star game. I understand that. It's fan votes. It's fan votes. So I so I understand the fact that okay yeah we want this guy to go ahead and uh, like like we like we mentioned it um way back a few a few episodes ago where people are like okay well we want uh, we want him to start specifically um Warriors fans yep I don't know I think the whole system of um. Good grief. I'm really at a loss of words right now. I don't know why. You are, bro. You're struggling. Yeah. Get that Bud Light Seltzer away from me. You're all sorts of yeah, I'm just, weirded I, out. I don't, I don't know why. I just, I just really, really lost focus. But um, I think there are other players who are more deserving to be in, to all-star, but all-star starter than Andrew Wiggins. Luca. I know he technically plays at two, but. Dude, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. He won me $100 last night. Shout out that man. Shout out to Ant-Man. So, I mean, I don't know. Good for Andrew Wiggins. I'm very happy for him. Same thing with John Morant. So, the two of them, and I don't know if anybody on the East is the first time All-Star. Um, Trey? He would be the only one. No, two-time. I think he made it last year. And it's KD, Giannis. Yeah, so no first-time All-Star. So, so I mean, two first-time All-Stars starting. The John Moran thing, that doesn't surprise me one bit. No, he deserves that. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely played his way into it. Um, the Andrew Wiggins thing, surprising. 
Yeah, I agree. I don't. Although I, there's really no other forward in the NBA who's really or on the Western Conference who's playing really really good ball right now. Yeah, like I, I think said, Davis has been out. Zion's not in. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan at all of the of the fan favor for, for the All Star starters. I do like the new system they have for the All Star game, though. It's, it's, it, it makes it interesting. Yeah, it, it makes it very watchable because you're like, okay, because what? How do you know how it goes again off the top of your head? Because I, I've, I've, I, I know in the last quarter that they have to get to a certain amount of points in order to win? I think it is, like, the aggregate total from the three, like, the mm-hmm. three quarters prior. So it's like if, like, Team LeBron scores 25 in quarter one, 33 in quarter two, and in... Quarter three. Or, and then in quarter three, they score... X amount. 28 or whatever it is. If those are all three, like, the highest scores, then they'll, like, add them up and then divide by three, and then, like, whatever that number is is what they have to score in quarter four, I think. Could be wrong about that. Huh. I think it's something along those lines. I don't I mean, I mean, it makes it more enjoyable. People play defense now, which is nice. Like, it's not just offensive, offensive, offensive show, 200 points each team. Like I, th- I think the thing that really made them change their mind about the whole thing was when Steph Curry just up and laid down and let Giannis jump over him. Yeah, on a fast break. They're like, all right. Like I think that was a low point for all for All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Like a very, very like a huge low point. Like I remember watching that game. That's another reason why I don't like Steph Curry. Because he laid down at the All Star game. I think he just thinks he's he's bigger than the game. Have you like I like I like all star like all star game or not or no all star game? Why would you just give up on a play like that? I get it. It's it like it's it's for shits and giggles. Like nobody like nobody like it has no real benefit to the rest of the NBA. I think the winning conference gets home court advantage in the finals. Big whoop. Get an extra game. Right, and it which which if it comes down to it, could be very very important. So 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 I get that aspect, but it's like. Come on, man. At least try and swat at the ball. Make it look like you're trying a little bit. I just think he thinks that he's bigger than the sport for doing something like that. I don't know. I mean... You're, you're entitled to feel how you want to feel. I know, I know a lot of people don't agree with me. Because to a lot of people, Steph Curry is one of the best things that's ever happened to basketball. I get that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Without, without Steph Curry, the modern NBA is not the way it is right now. I'll be the first one to say it. But I just don't like the guy. Fair enough. I'm sure he's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, very stand-up guy. Um, I, he's in an open relationship, which is cool. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what made me say that, but... Is that, is that factual? I think it is. I think, yeah, I think him and Aisha are in a, are in a relationship. Do you think that was his idea, or do you think that was Aisha's? I think it was hers. I think it was, If too. it's true. If it's true, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 we don't want to be putting anything out there that's not true, but... Another poppy bomb coming in. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, I heard it somewhere. I read it. And um, when people are like, 
Like, honestly. Don't you think it's a little strange that Steph Curry and Aisha hang out with Drake all the time? Think I, about it. I think, don't know. Think about it. I don't know. I don't know. I think Drake smashed. Oh. I'll just put that out there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's not factual at all. That's just, that's just, that's just strictly my opinion. But All right. Let's hop over to uh, last week's picks in the NFL. Yeah. Give me, give me off of basketball. Good God. Yeah, I, just got, you... I, I just got real thrown off. I don't know why. I'm going to need you to lock it in over there. All right, Poppy. Gotcha. All right. Last week, uh, what was it? Game one was the Bengals and the Titans. Titans. Yep. Um, I think we both had the Bengals. Mm-hmm. We are both correct. The Bengals did win. Um, I'm actually happy about it. So am I. Yeah, I mean, earlier this year, I absolutely trashed the Bengals, but I disliked the Titans more than I disliked the Bengals. <sighs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Titans fan at all. I'm um very happy that the Bengals pulled it out. Um, I don't know if I, I don't. I don't know if I said this on podcast or not, or if, or if I said it in a private conversation. Um, but I said to somebody that Derrick Henry would have a terrible day, and I was not wrong. He didn't have a good game. This is the se- this is the second time I've called that about Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe he's not uh, built for the postseason. He ain't built for it. Of, of, of course, that's me completely joking. I mean, people, the per- the person that I had a conversation with at work said that uh, Derrick Henry he thinks Derrick Henry's going to go for a buck twenty plus and two touchdowns. I said that is crazy. No, he's missed. Nine, nine games. Nine games. He scored a touchdown. I think he had under 50 or 60 yards. I don't know what he had. We can definitely look it up, though. We could definitely take a peek at what he had. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure what he um, what he had there. But, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was. um. I wouldn't be surprised if Deion. Uh, Deontay Foreman had more rushing yards than him. He I'll did. be honest with you. He did have more rushing yards than him. Uh, I think Deontay he had... Foreman, four carries for 66 yards. Uh, Derrick Henry, 20 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Just. It's not a very good game. No. No. Um, do you think Ryan Tannehill's a guy in Tennessee? <sighs> no. Neither do I. No. He he will not give them get them over the hump. Mm-mm. Because, I mean, everybody said, oh, man, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, A.J. AJ Green, AJ Brown, uh, Derrick Henry. Man, Ryan Tannehill's going to have a year. He threw three interceptions in that game. And the first play from scrimmage, the first play from scrimmage, he threw an interception. He threw some bad picks, too. The one was a fantastic defensive play. Are you talking about the one? Corner coming off the end, tipped it up, caught it. At the end of the game? No. That was the second interception of the game, I believe. I must have missed that one. Yes. The corner came off the end, jumped up in the air, tipped it, and then caught the tip. Huh. Okay. Ran it upfield, then got called for 15 yards for taunting. <laughs> Sick. Love that. So that was a good defensive play, and that's other, not entirely his the fault. The other two were bad. Yeah. That, that first one, like, it was how we talked about how Chuck Clark read Matthew Stafford like a book. I believe it was Jesse Bates had this interception. Read him like a book. And then the one toward the end of the game, he tried to throw it into like triple coverage. Yeah, it was so stupid. 
Like, know your role. Throw it out of bounds. The game's fucking tied. Yeah. Take it to overtime at least. I will say that touchdown to A.J. Brown, though, was an absolute fucking dime. That's the thing that should drive a lot of fans crazy with Tennessee. Because he'll go ahead and he'll make plays like that, but then he'll turn around and he'll make bonehead throws like like the ones where he was throwing picks. We lived it with Joe Flacco. He, but, but, I mean, we got we got more of the good than we did with, than bad with Joe Flacco. I agree, but he'd throw an absolute dime downfield and then throw the ball at Ray Rice's feet two yards past the line of scrimmage. Look, I'm a very, very big, I'm a very big advocate. You're getting three different types of throws from Joe Flacco. It's hitting you right in the hands and you're going to break a finger. It's going 30 yards over your head or it's going 10 yards at your feet. Ain't no in between. Yeah. That's literally that's it. If it's not one of those three, if it's not one of those three, he's handing the ball off. Yeah. He it's it's either damn Joe, that was a damn good throw or Joe, what the fuck was that? Joe, take a little bit of air off the ball. Joe, why don't you actually throw it at him? <laughs> Joe, nice handoff. He, That's how the game goes. He was a loose cannon. I love Joe Flacco though. Dude, got a lot of love for him. Joe Flacco is my favorite Raven of all time. Ed Reed's mine. Yeah, we've 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 had a conversation before. Yeah, Ed Reed's a go. Ed, Ed Reed's a go on. Um, game two on the docket. This one shocked me. Was it the 49ers and the Packers? I couldn't believe this one, man. The 49ers won without scoring an offensive touchdown. That's insane. I was sit- I was I was sitting down watching the game and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well Green Bay's got this. So it's ten to three. Put the ball away. Mm-hmm. Oh God, the ball didn't go very far. <laughs> God. Oh and God. It's ten oh, to ten. Oh God, and now the game is tied. That was their only touchdown of the game. I could. Man, that, that game literally left me speechless. San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco is almost very re- reminiscent of the Titans two years ago. Yeah. The underdog, don't count us out. Very physical. Yep, physical, scrappy. Um, the only difference is that I, I don't hate them. Yeah, I don't so, hate them. Um, but dude, after a game like this, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you've got to just say, fuck this. Yeah, I think I'm he's leaving. This. I'm done with this place. I think he's leaving, and we're kind of going to talk about yeah, well, well, possibly it, why. There's, there were some moves that were made that might hold a little bit of weight in his decision. Said, said decision that, that or said move that happened that were foreshadowing. I think, he, I, think he, I think he was going regardless, personally. Yeah. But then it's like one of those things where, okay, this is, a, is this the second year in a row that they, that they were the number one seed? Um, I think it is. I think it is. Second year in a row, they were they were the number one seed, but they've won thirty six games in three years. Mm-hmm. They've had a damn good run. They, they've had a very very good run. I think they've only won one playoff game. I think you're right. Like, it was I believe last year to go to the NFC Championship game. I'm not I'm not an advocate to fire coaches after having a lot of success like this, but. If you if you can dominate the regular season, but then you crap the bed in the postseason, at some point, wouldn't you think to yourself, maybe we have to look elsewhere? Well, don't they only have two Super Bowl wins in the Favre and Rodgers era? It's crazy. You have two of the best quarterbacks. Of, of all time. And you won two Super Bowls. You got two rings to show for it. Bart Starr won more Super Bowls than they did. Ben Roethlisberger has the same amount of rings as their franchise in that time. So do the Ravens. Well, the Ravens have more. No, technically the Ravens have two. 
2001 and then 2013. I don't know why I thought that the Packers won two Super Bowls after 2000. Because they won one in the 90s. Late yep. 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so, still, like, a team, that is, a team that has been around in less time has half as many Super Bowls as you do. And you've had two of the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. Yep. Can't have it. That blows my mind. So, that being said, Packers fans are very upset right now. I mean, I was upset too. I mean, just like just like I mean, you had you had the Cowboys. They lost to the Forty Niners mm-hmm. going to, going to the Super Bowl. I had the Packers. They lost to the Forty Niners. I had the Packers going to the Super Bowl. I think I said it last episode. How funny would it be if the Forty ers knocked both of our uh, teams out? And now look, now look at them. I should have taken the Forty Niners then, because apparently I was I was half on there. <laughs> You should have. I was one foot in, one foot out on them. Shit, I get off the pot. <sighs> Apparently, a shit. <sighs> yeah. First game on Sunday. Buccaneers hosting the Los Angeles Rams. I was sitting there watching this game, and I thought to myself, you know what? This is the game of the year. Really? This was before the Buffalo Kansas City game started. <laughs> <laughs> um. I had the Rams. You as well mm. had the Rams. You know, it's funny. I um, I li- I li- literally said last episode I can never go against Tom Brady, and then you did, and then I did, and I didn't pay it out, and it paid off. I'm one for one on that, or one for two. I'm sorry, one and one. What do you mean? I picked the Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah didn't yeah. work. Then I picked the Rams, and it worked. So yeah. one for two. <laughs> You're, like your logic was, at some point I'm bound to get it right. At some point he's gonna lose. <laughs> at, at some point he's gonna lose. Um, this game never should have been as close as it was. The Rams tried to give it away. Four fumbles. It's crazy, man. Poor Matt Stafford had the ball zipped by his grill piece while he's standing there trying to make like call like hot routes and audibles and shit. I know, and then the center just snaps it right past his dome. Yeah, but I mean. Tampa Bay made a lot of mistakes, too. Tampa Bay had no business being in that game. The only reason why they were is because of Tom Brady. I agree. That's the only reason why they were in the game. All and, turnovers to get him, give him the opportunity to get back in the game. That's very true. And then turn, and then turn around. Their defense had been the main point of conversation. I think that was the reason why I said they lost the game, because their secondary was very suspect. Yep. And then go figure. Their secondary is the reason why they lost the game. Because Cooper Cup. Dude, it blows my mind how teams continue to, maybe not continue, but how teams allow him to get so goddamn wide open. So, it, they are not allowing him. He's fucking burning them. Did you watch that first route that he run? He hit him with the, on the little jab step back to the inside. Corner busted his ass. Fell right on his ass. But it, but it, it's it's crazy to me. So So, he's burned every single corner that goes against him in one-on-one coverage. When he when 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 teams are in man coverage against Cooper Cup, he burns them every single time. I understand they have Odell Beckham Jr. and Odell is a v- Odell skill wise might be more talented than Cooper Cup is. That's a bold that's a bold take. I I had to I'd have to look into it more. Of course, Odell Beckham was a first round pick. Cooper Cup was a second or a third. Anyway, that's not that's that's that that that's irrelevant because Cooper Cup is also the first wide receiver in NFL history to go for over two thousand yards in a season. Yeah, won the triple crown. Yeah. Yeah, after after this past game, total total receiving yards, he's gone over two thousand. Yep, which is which is just insane for a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you just wouldn't you be willing to sacrifice? Because I mean, outside of Odell, 
there's really nobody else, and maybe Van Jefferson on occasion, but there's nobody else on the, on the Rams that really scares you downfield. No. You have Cooper Cup, who, who teams should be petrified of. Yeah. Just absolutely petrified of. Then you have Odell, and you have Van Jefferson. Why aren't teams double-covering Cooper Cup? I don't know. The only way you don't is if you have somebody like you have on the other side of the football with Jalen Ramsey covering him. Right. Maybe like Jair Alexander or like Trey White or something like that. Then you're like, all right, well, I can trust this guy to go out on an island with Cooper Cup. Other than that, if you're if you're outside of that that little box there, probably need some safety help. Dude, it's crazy though. Even even that, like somebody who's somebody who's that talented, I don't even know like corner wise. I don't even know how to trust Honestly, this is a very bold take. I don't know if I would trust Jalen Ramsey in one-on-one coverage against Cooper Cup. As really? hot as he's been this year, hmm. like Cooper Cup is just finding every single way to get open. Yeah. That's not a slight to Jalen Ramsey either. That just, Cooper Cup is just playing so out of his mind. You know what, you know what it's very, very reminiscent of? Hmm. Randy Moss and the Patriots. That, that first year. Mm-hmm. I, like, like I can see in my mind right now that one-handed catch that he had when he burned Darrell Revis. <laughs> when Darrell Revis was at his peak. Yeah. Revis Island was very much in effect. Right. Revis, Revis Island was in effect. And go figure. First game out there, Randy Moss goes out there, and he catches it with one hand. Why? Because he's Randy Moss. I loved him. I mean, I, I think Randy Moss is the best wide receiver of all time. Okay. It, it, there are a lot of people who don't disagree with me either. There's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people that do. Yeah. I don't, I, to be honest with you, it's too tough a decision. I can't pick a best wide receiver of all time. Right. I mean, I mean, back when Jerry Rice was playing, people weren't throwing the ball as often as they are now. Exactly. If Jerry Rice plays in the modern day NFL, who knows? Jerry, Jerry Rice has some great hands. Anything that was thrown to him, he was catching it. Yep. Um, but the volume of passing back then is so different than it is now. Mm-hmm. For so. sure. I think if you, I think if you swap Randy Moss and uh, Jerry Rice, I think Randy Moss has double the production that he has now. That that's a lot. Maybe not double. I was gonna say wow. But if you put Randy Moss back in the eighties and nineties, I think Randy Moss dominates. Probably. That's a that's a damn defensive end playing wide receiver. <laughs> Dude, six five and runs like a cheetah. <laughs> think about that. Try 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 to cover. What if Calvin Johnson played in the eighties? I don't. I, I don't know. He probably would have been arrested. Why? For abusing as many people as he did. <laughs> like, somebody's going to press charges. Yeah. I don't know. Cal- Calvin Johnson's damn good wide receiver, too. He was a baller. Anyway, let's get to the game of the year. This is one of the best games I've ever seen. The Bills at the Chiefs. I don't think I've ever seen a game this good before. I was rooting for the Bills. That was my pick. I picked the Bills. Yeah. Even though I had the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, I was like, man, like that was my pick. I was like, man, I think the Bills have got this, though. And I tell you what, they probably fucking should have. Yeah, man. I mean, this 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 was a good game. I mean, there's no other quarterback in the NFL who's going to tie the game up with 13 seconds left. It's not going to be Dak Prescott. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll find a way. To, well, I, I don't. 
Well, let's be nice. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. <laughs> it's only fitting I use the Stephen A clip while dissing the Cowboys. <laughs> That's very true. So even if, like, Stephen A. Smith, like, for some reason hears this and is like, oh, they used my sound, he he's going to hear that we used it to diss the Cowboys, and he's not going to be mad about it. Yeah, that's very, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad you used it in that spot. It seemed it seemed perfect. It seemed too perfect, honestly. I just want to shout you out real quick. You know, you found a lot of ways to sneak in some good sound bits. Thank you. Like when you put that Doctor Evil sound bit in, I like I I listened to that finally maybe three days ago. Yeah. I I haven't had a chance to catch up on what the hell these two idiots have been talking about. Um. <laughs> But I'd listen to it and like I heard it and all like I literally like like I knew it was coming. I knew that it got played. I just forgot when. I laughed so hard I almost <laughs> hit a tree. Dude, I laughed my ass off. But then I was like also like low key like kind of mad because I'm like wait a second that was against me. That was against me. But like the timing of it was impeccable. I'm just like holy crap. I appreciate that. Oh dude, I got you. No problem. Maybe one of these days I'll give you the board and. uh and you can I won't get me back. I won't touch it. I'll forget about it. Oh man! All right, dude. I dented the fucking table. My <laughs> mic falls off almost every single episode. You think I'll be able to take take care of the soundboard? Also, I don't know. It's locked in over there right now. Knock on wood. We. It's a plastic table. We can't. That's why I didn't do it. Because <laughs> then it would fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Um, dude. All I can say from that game though is I feel bad for Josh Allen. <sighs> yeah. I mean, a game like that doesn't deserve, doesn't deserve to end. You know, you know what? We got a fan question. We'll just jump into it. It's it's re- it's relevant to it. Very relevant. Um, is this my Tyler? Yes. Okay. So shout out my cousin Tyler. Um, he sent us a question in regard to the overtime rules, asking if the NFL should change them in any way, shape, or form. Um, answer right off the bat is yes, absolutely. The only question is. How would you change it? So I asked. So now I ask you, Holman, how if you had any way to reform the playoffs, what would you do? How would you do it? How would it look? Okay. So with that being said, um, I love how college football has their setup. It's not necessarily a game; it's possessions in the red zone, or I think they start like the twenty-five or something like that. I love that. The only thing is, I want to move it in. From the 25 to where? The 10. Okay. It's first and goal. You have four plays. That's it. Unless there's a defensive penalty. You have four plays to score. You have 10 yards to go. There's no first downs. Okay. Can't get a first down, like I said, unless there's defensive penalty, which at that point, it's kind of on you as, as a defensive unit there. No first downs. It helps keep the fatigue aspect of everything down. Because, like, if let's say the Chiefs don't score there and the Bills and the Chiefs go into a two-overtime period, 15 minutes each, they're playing another half a game, there's some fatigue aspect that lingers into the AFC Championship then at that point. You have possessions from the 10-yard line. The fatigue aspect goes down unless you go into, like, 35 overtimes. <laughs> then, obviously, there will be. Excuse me. Um, it's a seltzer. It is a seltzer. Um, and then, on top of that, you also limit some injuries. There's there's less plays, shorter. It's a smaller area, less chance for injury. Um, and I think you know it really 
it it puts you back backs against the wall. Yeah. Like as a defense, you have to stop them. Like mm-hmm. you you have this little area to cover. It makes the offense work harder because the the game is already so offensively driven and so offense dominant and minded from even the rules aspect of the NFL. I mean, even put even putting it at the 10-yard line, that would almost that would that also sh- kind of shortens the playbook too. Like if you like if you, like from the 25, you have a wide open playbook. You can do absolutely anything that you want to. Mm-hmm. Um but if you do it from the 10, I do like that idea. Yeah. So, now my question is, would you do it the way college football does it now? So what college football does now is they go one possession, one possession. The team who went second goes first in the second overtime. So it goes team one, team two, team two, team one, and then they go two point conversions, same same order. So that's kind of where I'm torn at. Like they have the they have the the overtime coin flip, and then it's like you flip to see who goes first, who goes second, and then from there, like you said, it's like okay, so let's just say for for shits and giggles, Kansas City won the coin toss. They selected defense first, so then the Buffalo Bills went. They scored. Then the Chiefs scored and tied it up then the Chiefs would go on offense first in the second overtime period I do like that and then there's a my question is do you like the two-point conversions aspect or would you rather stay as touchdowns um because that that whole that whole rule in college football changed that changed after LSU and Texas A&M went to I think like eight overtimes and the final score of the game was 74 to 72 yeah which is which is which is widely regarded as one of the top five college football games of all time. And go figure, the immediate season afterwards, the rule got changed. Yeah, um, I think I like the idea of having to go for two. Yeah, so you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. You can't kick an extra point. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's, I know you go for from the two yard line. It, it's a two point try. Yes. I, and then, and then it's it's only two points from there. I like the idea of a two point conversion. Like you have to go for a two point conversion instead Mexican, of kicking an extra point. Mexican. Oh, after you score. After you score, but you have to score. Huh. I like that idea. So you would do so. So you would just so you would make teams go for two point conversions instead of kicking extra points. Yes. Even though in the NFL now the extra point the extra point conversion percentage, albeit is still in the ninety percent, but it is it has dropped. So you do have the chance of missing an extra point. Hmm. Go for two, go for two. Have to go for two. Okay, I saw something. I saw something else in regard to the to the overtime rules. Um, this is a weird concept. Um, you do a coin toss to determine this. Ah, this was so stupid. I kind of like the idea. Uh, you'll, you'll, you got to make up your mind here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, like, oh, trust me. There are a lot of things that are dumb that I like that I like. So mm. that so that. You ought, to, you ought to know that at that point. Come on, man. But um, what I saw was there's a coin toss to determine who goes first. And then what you do is the home team will determine how far the field goal you have to make is. Whoever makes the field goal gets ball first. And then you do overtime that way. So, the coin flip... The coin flip is to determine who kicks first. Okay. The home team will decide how far the field goal is that you have to make. You go until someone misses 
and then whoever is the last one to make it gets the ball first. That would take too long. I would agree because if if the Ravens are playing on the road and they don't feel confident in their kicker and they put the ball at the forty five yard line, Justin Tucker will kick until he's eighty. Yeah, and he won't miss. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing is like. So maybe that would work in a realm where the home team picks where to kick the ball from, like left hash of the 35-yard line. Then it's a 45-yard field goal from the left hash. They both make it. Now the away team gets to pick where. In those regards, maybe even still. Yeah, I think I think the whole kicking a field goal thing, that would just take way too long. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I it's weird being Ravens fans. We have Justin Tucker. We have the best kicker of all time in NFL history. It's weird for me to like pick these like overtime scenarios where we take him pretty much out of the equation. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at some point you do have like a uh, like a, like a kickoff. Yeah, like if it gets the like seventh overtime, then you do have a kickoff. Then you bring in the kickers, and it's like, you know, you have like a penalty kick, free kick, like whatever kind of bullshit. Or another. So so another thing that. To wrap your mind around, what if they just com- what if they just kept pushing back the field goal further and further and further? That way, you take offenses completely out of the game, limit injury, limit injury. Of course, then you're ta- then you're taking the marquee players off the field because, mm-hmm. of course, everybody's like everybody says, "Oh man, Josh Allen should have gotten another shot at throwing the ball." It was the same thing two years ago when uh, when the Patriots and the Chiefs went to went to um, excuse me went to went to overtime to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um. Everybody's like, "Oh man, Patrick Mahomes should have gotten another shot, another shot at the ball." I think they put in for a request to have the rule changed, and it didn't get changed. That, and it didn't get changed. Paid off for him here, right? So this is, I mean, hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty. I mean, genuinely, do you think Buffalo would even score if they got another chance? As I, long as Gabriel Davis was on the field, that guy showed out. <laughs> Four touchdowns? Good grief. Have a fucking day, brother. 201 yards and four touchdowns. Have a fucking day. Show up when it matters most. I fucking love it. Dude, and the crazy thing is they've had, they had Emmanuel Sanders over him on the depth chart the entire season, up until the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure he scored five touchdowns in the damn playoffs. He had a day. Dude, he, dude, he played out of his mind. So I love that for him. Also, considering the overtime thing, also kind of love... This is me growing up playing baseball. I kind of love what baseball's got going on. The away team goes first. The home team gets a chance to answer. I mean, the NFL kind of already has that with the uh, with the whole field goal thing. Yeah. I mean, I think the game would benefit a lot more if they gave both teams an opportunity to score. And they tried to do that with the new rule that they have now where you need a touchdown to win instead of a field goal because teams were just getting to, like, the 35-yard line and they kicking. Kick, kick a field goal and the game's over. The, yeah, they were kicking, like, a 53-yard field goal and everything was, you know, everything was Every, kosher. Yeah, right. Um, so I think even with a touchdown, they should still give a, the another team the opportunity to score. Okay. So it, you asked me what my rules were, and then you pulled out that stupid idea that you thought was good. Is that is that what you... Would propose? God, no, absolutely not. What would you propose? What all I would propose is just giving just giving another team an opportunity to score. So you want to play the full period, kick off, take it from the twenty five, or try to run it back, whatever you want. Change it from ten minutes to fifteen minutes. Okay, it's all you got to do. 
an extra quarter of football won't hurt anyone. Okay. Here's a stipulation. Extra quarter, full 15-minute full quarter, they go up two scores, game's over. So, so, so think about it. Kansas City scores, they kick the field goal. If they come down the field and Josh Allen tries to thread the needle and he throws the picks and pick and they run it back, game over. You're up two scores at that point, game over. Okay, so because it's, it, it, because at least at that point you're still giving the other team an opportunity to score a touchdown. So it's the winner after the first overtime quarter or first team to go up two scores. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it's different. It's doable. It's doable. Not even two scores. Like like Kansas City scores. Buffalo turns around, six plays, punt. Kansas City comes down, kicks the field goal, game over. Up ten at that point. Now, what if they kick two field goals and they're up six? It's up two scores. Okay. It's up one score. Okay. Provides a little bit more excitement at the game. Well, I think even at that, so even at that point, you don't even have to give Kansas City the ball back at that point. Like it's like they kick the field goal or they score. They they scored a touchdown. You give you give Buffalo the ball. They don't score. They throw an interception. They punt. You know they get a turnover on downs. Whatever it is, it's over kind of already the rules we're just adding like a touchdown doesn't win it right like you gotta you gotta play an offensive and a defensive possession that's all it is i mean the 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 nfl is such a quarterback driven league Mm -hmm. everybody wants to see the star quarterbacks play yeah i'm not saying they have to change these rules like that well if you change it in the postseason you gotta change it in the regular season you just can't have two different fucking rule books um you can NFL can do whatever the fuck they want. That's very true. They're like their own damn country. They are their own damn country. <laughs> um, I think having two different sets of rule books would kind of suck. Yeah. Personally. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you do it one way, boom. Hook, line, sinker. Done. Yeah. We'll see. And that, that's kind of why I like um, the college football aspect of it, but just mm-hmm. moving it up to the 10. Because um, then you still get those star-studded quarterbacks out there. Also, it does kind of play to our advantage because we have Lamar Jackson. That's true. Lamar, Lamar Jackson can score from the 10. In one play. Exactly. So I know like I was like, oh, I take Justin Tucker out of it, but it's like, well, I put Lamar Jackson in prime Lamar Jackson territory. So that's my idea for the overtime. Do I think it happens? Absolutely not. Um, Do you think there's any change that comes at all in the offseason? I don't think there is. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd love to see them kick the Bengals out of the playoffs, though, and just have a best of three series with Kansas City and Buffalo. That won't happen. It won't happen, but I'd love to see it. Then I get the best of both worlds because then Buffalo can win two games in a row, and then I don't like the Bengals and I don't like the Chiefs, and then neither one of them go to the Super Bowl, and I'm like, I'm fucking ecstatic. Well, so now, so now they are the two teams that are gonna. One of those two teams has got to represent the AFC. So, who, who, so with that said, who are you taking? Uh, I hope the Bengals do. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay. I okay. Want Jackson Mahomes to shut the hell up? Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Now, you said you want the Bengals to win. Yep. Who do you think wins? I think the Chiefs do. Okay. They played a... These two teams played one hell of a game just a few weeks ago. It's about a month ago, probably at this point. Um, the Bengals won, I believe, in overtime by a touchdown. Or it was... The one in regulation. It wasn't regulation, but yeah. it was It was late in the game. It was, it was a damn good game. The Chiefs are minus seven and a half. 
seven and a half point favorites. So they they have them winning by touchdown, by at least a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if they cover minus seven and a half. I'd probably take the Bengals at plus seven and a half, but I like the Chiefs. And I'm not just saying that because they're my team to come out of out of the AFC. I genuinely think that they do it. So here's my thing. I've been an advocate for this the entire playoffs. It has not steered me wrong yet. It, if I actually think about it, I don't think it's steered anything wrong yet. Buffalo and Kansas City, I think, that, I think that's the only game where it hasn't happened. Every single rematch from the regular season in the postseason has played out the exact same way in the playoffs. Hmm. With the only exception, Kansas City beat Buffalo. And earlier this season, Buffalo shellacked Kansas City. Yep. I went against that. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. So you're taking you're taking I'm, the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals. Wow. Okay. My thing is is um, it hurts to say that it really does. But I'm going. I I don't think we know how good the Bengals are about to be. So my thing, I think the the Bengals won that game because Jamar Chase popped the fuck off, had three touchdowns. That was the final week of of uh, of fantasy when you had him in one league, I had him in the other. And the league that you had him in, you won. The league I had him in, I won. Um, the Chiefs are going to take him away. I think Tyron Matthews coming back. So you can... The Chiefs just allowed Gabriel Davis to score four touchdowns. Their third wide receiver, who I don't know if it's Tyler Boyd or if it's T. Higgins. I don't know who's the number... Th- Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is better than Gabriel Davis. Mm. T. Higgins at least is. Yeah. So if you take if you take away Jamar Chase, you still have two number one two number one wide receivers to throw at. Plus you have CJ Uzama. The only thing that concerns me with the Bengals is that their offensive line is like is like trying to get around a piece of paper. Exactly. So and that was my other point that I was getting ready to make is the Titans had nine sacks on Joe Burrow, and the Bengals still win. You're not letting up nine sacks to this Kansas City team and thinking you're going to still beat their offense. But I mean, with that said, Tennessee's pass rush is better than Kansas City's. I don't know. Chris Jones has been playing out of his fucking mind. I mean, I mean, that's all good and fine, but that's one player. Chris Jones and Frank Clark. I haven't heard shit about Frank Clark since he got traded there. You might. I mean, very, very true. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do my best not to watch Kansas City games. Because I just I I just, I just loathe them that much. That's a word. That is a word. That's not the word of the day though that you're aiming for. It's not the word of the day is myopic, and I have not found a I have not found an opportunity to go ahead and say that yet. So maybe that's our thing now. Is my job is to find a perfect place to slip in the sound of the day. Your job is to find a perfect place to slip in the word of the day. Well, see, so the thing is, tomorrow's word of the day. Fuck it. I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> Z-I-G-G-U-R-A-T. Ziggurat. An ancient Mesopotamian temple tower. Yeah, you're not squeezing when that in. When the fuck am I ever going to say that outside of talking about ancient Mesopotamia? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Listeners, think about this. I lost focus talking about the NBA. 
I haven't talked about ancient Mesopotamia since I was probably in fucking eighth grade. <laughs> I am not going to talk about an ancient temple tower. Fuck them and their tower. Okay, well. Although the word of the day, oh, I'm going back two days now. So that was, so the word of the day two days ago was the Mesopotamia tower. Two days ago was bamboozle. I do know that word. <laughs> I could squeeze that one in there. Yeah, I could relatively squeeze. easily. Uh, yeah, that that on the other hand is not very difficult. Um, so we have another fan question here. Do you want to pick the other game first? Okay, we can do that. 49ers Rams. They have the Rams at minus three and a half. I'm taking the Rams at minus three and a half. I I'm doubling down on what I just said. I got a Cincinnati, I got a Cincinnati San Francisco Super Bowl, which is real musty. <laughs> Somebody's got a bet out there. Me? No, but somebody does. Like, earlier in the season, they put Cincinnati-San Francisco, which is fucking nutty to think about, but you know it's going to pop up. Somebody did it. Dude, somebody had just been drunk one night. That's what we got to do. One night, you and I, we got to sit down. We just got to get fucking loaded. We'll go to a casino, and we'll just think of something that comes. Like, whatever comes to mind, we'll start betting on. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today. Um, he said since sports betting is now legal up in New York, um, he knew, um, I think it was like his niece or, um, one of his good friends, daughters, whatever lives up there. They put together like a parlay, um, and know nothing about sports and won like six grand. Fuck me. <laughs> like, God damn, God damn it. it. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. It was like these like four like girls, like our age, maybe a little bit younger, know nothing about fucking sports. Just won like six grand. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, dude. Sports betting is also now legal in Maryland. You just can't do it online yet. I saw a tweet earlier. Um, Barstool Sportsbook was put out a tweet as like, what state should we come to next? And I'll be honest with you, I was scrolling through the comments. My I commented on it myself. So did uh, my sports betting page. Um, Maryland had a lot of love. Dude, Mar- Maryland is supposed to be getting it. It's supposed to be allowed to start betting online. Um, I think come the end of the year. I can't wait that long. Because we're recording now. It's almost 7 o'clock. NBA games are starting to come on, or they're getting ready to come on. I'd like to bet on a first basket scorer, even though it's just going to piss away my money. But I'd like to try to at least have a fucking lottery ticket. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta lock that in, then, dude. Then we could do like some live sports betting here on the fucking show. When you when you get home, you tell me who you're betting on and how much you're betting, and I'll Venmo you some money and we'll split the profits. Well, by the time we get home, we'd have to do it for tomorrow's games. Well, I am home, so it doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah, but you're in Maryland, where it's not fucking legal to do it. Well, it is. I just can't do it from here. I have to go drive to Greenmount Station in Hampstead. Shout out Greenmount Station, sponsors. Shout out Greenhouse Station sponsors. Um, but yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about the new question now. The one that confuses the hell out of me. Yeah. So you have the 49ers here. I do. Yeah. So 49ers and Cincinnati bungholes in the Super Bowl. Um, I got, hurts, I got Chiefs and Rams. That hurts to say. It does. Um, on the other side, we have another fan question here. Forgot to get to it last week. That one's on me. Um. My friend Eddie hit me up and asked me a question. It is throwing you through a little bit of a loop. You're trying to figure it out, but I think it. I think it personally. I make it. It makes sense to me, but I also know Eddie. You don't know Eddie, so um, shout out Eddie Spaghetti. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's his nickname. 
Um, I, I, I would hope he just didn't call a random guy spaghetti for no reason. So I, I, <laughs> I would hope that's his nickname. He's a noodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. On a scale of Dak Prescott to Stephen A. Smith, how do we feel about the playoffs so far? Dak Prescott obviously being a sad bum and screwing everybody over, and Stephen A. Smith being thrilled that Dak Prescott <laughs> fucked over Jaguars. That's the spectrum there. That's Dak Prescott is the low. Stephen A. Smith is the high. Um, I will decipher Eddie Spaghetti's language. Yeah, because that's like fucking hieroglyphs to me. Like, good God, <laughs> you're bringing it back to the, uh, the, the oh Mesopotamia Tower. <laughs> Mesopotamia Tower. <laughs> I can't believe. We found a way to actually <laughs> genuinely bring that into the conversation and it make half sense. Wait, no, because it's an ancient Mesopotamia tower. Yeah, but hieroglyphics. Temple tower. There was hieroglyphics in there. Dude, my handwriting is hieroglyphs. <laughs> it fucking is. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 literally, I, I literally write like a 12-year-old that's drunk. The hell's getting 12-year-olds drunk? <laughs> <laughs> dude, the, the, the drinking age in some countries is 14. Who the hell door dashes Arby's? <laughs> <laughs> when do we give them guns? <laughs> the fuck does that even mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> Shout out Kanye West. Dude, the fuck is he talking about? Yo, before, before I give you my answer to this, next celebrity boxing match, wait for it. Kanye West and Pete Davidson. It's gonna fucking happen. Winner claps Kim. Well, they both already have, <laughs> so it doesn't make a difference, but I'm telling you, because Pete Davidson dissed Kanye on SNL, and then Kanye wrote a diss song about Pete Davidson, or he dissed Pete, David- Pete Davidson in the song. I don't know. It ain't important. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the whole NBA playoffs, I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. The NFL uh, playoffs. Same fucking thing. Nah. Mm-hmm. It, it, tr- trust me. It's, they're both sports. We're going to agree to disagree there. <laughs> Whatever I'm going to do some shit. Um, I feel indifferent. Like as a fan of the game, I think it's great. But then again, my team's not playing, so it's like, eh. On a scale of Dak Prescott to Stephen A. Smith, I think I'm somewhere around Max Kellerman. <laughs> so you're you're meaning to tell me when the game is on the line, you're going with Andre Andre Iguodala. <laughs> Fate of the planet <laughs> on his shoulders. I'm going Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think I'm going somewhere with Max Kellerman. Well, he wasn't listed as an option, so you're going to have to explain where that falls. <laughs> Look, I'm putting... Because Max Kellerman is a fan of the New York Giants, so he might be lower than Dak Prescott. <laughs> So uh, I think, yeah, but at least Dak Prescott's team has a head coach. Fair, but nothing. Okay, so nothing pisses off Stephen A. Smith worse than the Cowboys. So okay. we'll put we'll we'll put the Cowboys at um one. Okay, Max Kellerman's probably a three. Really? So I think it's the Cowboys. I'm a little higher than that. I think the Cowboys, the Knicks, and then Max Kellerman. You gotta swap that, man. Knicks aren't that bad. No, but no, no, but nothing. Like it, I think the Knicks piss him off second most. 
I think it's I think it's the Cowboys, the Knicks, and then Max Kellerman. So I got Max Kellerman at three. I'll give you one better. Oh, what do you got? What about Mike Greeny? He's a Jets fan. That's God. pain. That's pain. It is pain. If I had to say where I'm at, just throw me something. I'm probably the guy on the Georgia Bulldogs who got the Alabama hat. Oh, God. I'm happy, but it's like, what the fuck? I think, uh, I think Jay Will is probably on that list, too. You ever seen those two fucking get into it who? on first take? Stephen A. and Jay Will. Dude, Steve- they, they come in like characters. Dude, Stephen A. Smith gets, his, gets into it with everybody. You're not wrong. If I was on first take, I'd get into it with Stephen A. Smith. I'd throw my pen at him. I'd probably throw a shoe at him. <laughs> We're going to talk about shoes here before the third. damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm making an emphasis to drop this in there. I can't believe it. I don't give a shit. Um, in kind of shocking news, Sean Payton retired. <sighs> yeah, I mean... I think a lot of people kind of expected that last season when uh, when Drew Brees called it quits. Kind of roll out together. Yep. At least, at least I thought. I thought they would. Um, it would have been smart, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with that said, I mean, if Jameis Winston didn't get injured, I think the Saints are a lot better of a team. I agree. Because, I mean, they're not a bad team. They're missing Michael Thomas, who I don't know if he'll ever play for the Saints again. I think he's out. Yeah, I think I think I think they'll trade him. I think that's the smart move for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just me. Bless you. Thank you. Um, said damn seltzer. Yeah, I kind of got I kind of um, I kind of got over it. Like I like I like I don't have like the burps. Yeah, which I'm very. That's the only thing I hate about seltzers. Anyway, we're getting off track. Um, yeah, I mean, Sean, Sean Payton's a good coach. Um, he'll be missed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Saints are in for it though, because I, I, I just, um, I don't see anybody taking over the Saints and uh, really controlling the team the way Sean Payton did. I yeah, mean, he, I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches of our generation. He had a lot of respect earned. Yes, yes, he did. He earned it because I mean, I mean, he was like, he was part of Bounty Gate, got suspended, came back, and the team was still good. Hmm. Um. So, Sean Payton, if you're listening listening to this, I doubt you are, but on the off chance that at some point you end up uh, scrolling on over our podcast, um, you know, wish you nothing but success. I think at some point he does come out of retirement, though. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think some team will become available, and he's just like, yeah, I got to jump on that. Ah, you know what? I'm going to piggyback off of your very, very bold statement. Chargers. When the Chargers fire Brandon Staley, I think uh, I th- I think if anybody l- manages to lure him out of retirement, I think it'd be the Chargers. A lot of talent over there. It's pretty enticing. I'd do it. You'd go coach the Chargers, dude. I'd coach the Jaguars. They paid me enough. I'd coach any NFL team right now. Right. I mean, I do a good job. I mean, I can't do worse than Urban Meyer. I'd go coach the Giants. Expectations are already fucking piss poor. You'd get grilled in the media. That's fine. I'd get grilled in the media regardless of where I went. I don't care if I get grilled in the media. Those people are making fun of me. Meanwhile, I'm sitting on my yacht. On the yeah, office. meanwhile, I'm sitting on millions of dollars. Dude, they could get, like, Shad Khan, if you're listening to this right now, do not hire Byron Leftwich. Hire me. All I need is, like, 
$300,000 a year, take the rest and spend it on free agents. Let's just, let's just fucking run it up. Yeah. Like J. Cole said, if you're broke and clowning a millionaire, the joke is on you. Right. Fake it till you make it. Me, I did the opposite. Made it, then I faked it. Made it, then I faked it. Exactly. Um, so with that being said, Sean Payton, um, mm-hmm. retiring, there's another head coaching job open. Um, there has been two that have been filled already. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers is now the new head coach for the Denver Broncos. Yep. And I believe it is the Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator. Um, Brian Eberflus. Hope I said his last name correct. He, I think you did. I think I did. Yeah. Is the new head coach for the Chicago Bears. Thoughts? I love the signing for the Broncos. Yep. Hate the signing for the Bears. Do you really? Yeah. What did you think? They would try to go more offensive? Yes. You have a young future star quarterback maybe with a lot of talent. Maybe they're about to get a baller at OC. I don't know who they would get. Ryan Day. Jesus. <laughs> that's ambitious. Now, the Nathaniel Hackett thing, that's a, that's a good one. That's kind of what we were foreshadowing, too. Do you think that um, Do you think that would entice Aaron Rodgers to saying, okay, yeah, I'll go to Denver? Um, It may entice him to go to Denver. It definitely helps the cause. Um, I don't know if it necessarily – I don't know if that means he's going to Denver, but I think it yeah, further I, helps the cause that he's leaving Green Bay. I definitely don't think it means that he is going to Denver. Um, it helps their odds. I saw something that they're labeling him at they're they're labeling Denver as the top destination for him. Wow, this coming off season, with second being Green Bay. I could see it. So could I. You have two very good young receivers over there. You got three, really. You do have three. You're not wrong. Four, because KJ Hamler got hurt. Yeah. You got Noah Fant. He's a pretty good tight end. Offensive line's not terrible. Running backs are good. Yeah, running backs. You got you got a pretty good one-two punch over there. Probably have to get rid of Melvin Ingram. Gordon. Or Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Melvin. Yeah. I mean, Javante Williams played good enough. I I think you can and you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, you can probably go draft somebody else or get um somebody else in free agency. There's gonna be there's gonna be some people out there. There's a lot of good running backs coming out of the draft too. So honestly, you could probably you could probably take another rookie. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, defense isn't bad. They got a pretty good secondary pass rush. Could maybe use a little little touch up after Von Miller leaving, but um, you know, once again, very I mean, obtainable they, I, in the draft. I mean, they took Bradley Chubb top five a few years ago, so I mean, they still have somebody there who can still get out after, after the passer. So that's not yeah. really that's not really too huge of a deal for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you could so, solely rely on Bradley Chubb as a pass rusher. Um, no, him alone, absolutely not. He would just get doubled continuously, and he wouldn't get anything. Exactly. So you just go get somebody else in the draft. There's, uh, there's somebody out there that that could um that could help the cause, for sure. Loaded with pass rushers. The defense is loaded with pass rushers. Yeah. So I mean, you you'll be able to find somebody no problem. Yeah. So I, it's a pretty enticing p- place if you're uh if you're Aaron Rodgers, like I said, with your offense coordinator heading over there to be the head coach. Um, you already have a little bit of chemistry. Um, he's already got the Cali vibe, so I bet you he just go out there and just smoke a pound of weed every day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he said he wasn't coming out here to be part of a rebuild. Honestly, I don't think the Broncos are a rebuild. I think they're a quarterback away from being a damn good football team. Yeah, I mean, Teddy, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater didn't play bad, and I mean, we talked about fucking Drew Lock last episode where he's just like, 
Drew Locke's the epitome of sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yep. Um. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it is. Um, and then the Ravens brought back their old. I believe he was a linebacker coach. Um, he left for one season to go be the defensive coordinator for the Michigan Wolverines and dominated. Turned that defense around. Had a damn good defense. One of the top ones in the country, if if I am not mistaken. Um. They brought him back as their defensive coordinator with, as we talked about last episode, with the poppy bomb, uh, Don Martindale leaving. Yeah, man, I'm um, I'm very, very excited. Um, having Mike McDonald back is going to be um, big things for the Ravens. Dude's 36. He's widely regarded as one of the top defensive minds in the entire game of football. He's the youngest defensive coordinator in NFL history. Which is nuts. And... The players love him. Loved him. I was watching. Loved I was. Him. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw like L.J. Fort, Patrick Queen, um, like Tony Jefferson, like players like that. Like obviously Tony Jefferson's a safety, not a linebacker, but right. They were like, "That's our dog." They were like, they loved it. They loved him coming back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Patrick Queen had a really, really good season when he was being coached by him. Mm-hmm. Now Patrick Queen being a focal point of the defense with Mike McDonald coming back, I think. Um, I think it's a really, really big thing for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm biased. We are biased. Mm-hmm. But um, it's exciting. I'm very, very happy about it. Yeah. Just got to see uh, what we do with uh, the offseason, with uh, our potential free agents leaving, some I potential kn- free agents coming in, the draft, everything like that. Just I, see. Know, I know we were targeting a couple other um, s- secondary, or, um, secondary coaches. Mm-hmm. Make an emphasis on trying to fix the secondary because I mean, if I mean healthy, not healthy, I think that's the biggest weakness of our defense, which says something. Yeah. Um, considering the fact that we had one of the best secondaries three years ago. Hmm. Um. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm um I'm I'm happy I'm happy with the direction that we're heading in though. Absolutely. Speaking of players loving him, Antonio Brown came out and said he would only play for one team. Damn it, it's our team. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he said he would, uh, the only quarterback he'd play for is Action Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Do you know what would have been a great soundbite for the, uh, for the soundboard? What's up? The SpongeBob thing where it's like, <laughs> how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Maybe next week. Yeah, well, now that I said it, it's kind of like, yeah. Uh... Maybe it won't be next week. Maybe. Yeah, it'll be two weeks from now. We'll surprise you guys. Maybe we won't play it at all. <laughs> um, I mean, with the whole Antonio Brown thing, the Ravens have, the Ravens have been a team that um, any drama that's associated with a player, they've been very, very good to cut it out. I mean, look at somebody like, I mean, I mean, dude, Marcus Peters almost fought somebody in the fucking stands one year. Yep. And Marcus Peters has been nothing but a, like a model NFL player. No off the field issues since he's gotten to the Ravens. None of that shit. Um, talks a lot of shit on the field, but I love that. Yes, he does. He does talk a, like, but he but he leaves it all on the field. I think I think we learned from drafting um, from drafting a murderer, um, and then drafting somebody who's um, possibly the greatest um, elevator fighter of all time. That was low. I shouldn't have said that, but I committed to it, and I just I just kept going. Well, let's be nice. Yeah. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, good lord. I'm two for two. 
Yeah, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> like, like, like the words were coming out of my mouth. I'm like, eh, I probably shouldn't say this, but fucking, I did it anyway. <laughs> your brain told you to stop, but your lips are still moving. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, but with with all, with all the drama that the Ravens have gone through in their early, in their earlier years, and even even as recently as what happened with with Ray Rice and uh, in his whole situation, we handle ourselves very very well when it comes to troubled players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this would like if if there's any place in the NFL where I think he could go and I think he would do fine. I think we would be one of the spots, but I don't like what we have going on with our with our locker room and the Ravens right now. I think that is something that um we stay away from. Yeah, the talents there, the extra extracurriculars are also there, and I just don't want to see them. Also, I like what we have with our young wide receiver group. So do I. With, you know, Marquise has got to lock it in with the fucking hands a little bit. He's getting a little, he's getting a little drop happy sometimes. But I mean, like, like, like you and I said, that's not Marquise Brown's game. Yeah. Like, like, like those, those tough passes over the middle, that's Mark Andrews, that's Rashad Bateman. Mm -hmm. Even Devin Duvernay, because Devin Duvernay caught 111 passes in his senior year of college. Yep. Marquise Brown is, Marquise Brown is a guy, you just tell him to run a, like, Find open space, sit down, wait for the ball, get the ball, run. It's run, kind of, run as fast as you can. That's his game because he dude is so fast. He's not the tough go over middle go over the middle type of guy. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma, he never has been in the NFL. He never has been. He's made some tough catches. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like like every NFL wide receiver should. Mm-hmm. But that's not something that we can rely on him all the time. Which yeah. is which is fine. That's why we have Rashad Bateman. Yeah, that's why we have Mark Andrews. And I mean, even when he comes back, that's why we have Nick Boyle. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna be fine as far as that regard goes. But yeah, like you said, we like if we bring him on, Miles Boykin, Tyler Wallace, James Brochet, one of them are getting cut. And unfortunately, I think it's uh, it's probably Tyler Wallace. <sighs> I don't know. I think it is. Miles Boykin has proved himself as a really good running, run blocking wide receiver. He's also really good on special teams as a gunner. Um, I think James Prochet has also um, proved himself as a little bit more of a uh, multifaceted guy. He can play special teams as well. He's got real good hands, too. I mean, the only thing is we didn't see enough of Tyler Wallace to actually understand what was going on. The one game he did play, he had a pretty good game. Right. And, I mean, in the preseason, I think he caught, like, two passes. Exactly. So, I mean, he hasn't really had a whole big opportunity. If you ask me, we signed Antonio Brown. Well, if you ask me, regardless. I think Miles Boykin's gone this offseason. Yeah. That's, that's just me. Him and Sammy Watkins, they're both gone. <sighs> oh, I forgot about Sammy Watkins. But yeah, I, th- I think Sammy Watkins is gone also. Because he also, he also only signed a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Mark Andrews caught fire. Marquise Brown caught fire. And then Rashad Bateman started to catch fire. Yeah. So it's like, it's it was really, really tough for Sammy to stay consistent with it. Um, And even, and we even use, use Devin DuVernay a lot, too. Um, We're kind of going on a rant. But um, yeah, I just... um. It's great that he wants to come play for the Ravens. That that says something that mm-hmm. a former rival of the Ravens wants to come play for the Ravens. I mean, Le'Veon loved us too, right? Le- Le'Veon Bell was very very disappointed when when we cut him. Um, which uh, I mean, that's another topic. That's another topic. Yeah, it's another topic for another day. <sighs> all right, go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about here. God damn it, it has nothing to do with sports at all. Uh, one thing I did want to mention the ML. I know a few weeks ago we did mention the um that um, David Ortiz was left off of a uh, ballot for one of the uh, Baseball Writers of America's um, Hall of Fame ballots due for work for the Boston Globe. Um, us here at the Poppy and Home Sports Lab want to congratulate 
David um, Big Poppy Ortiz, who copied my nickname mm-hmm. um, on making it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I know David Ortiz is not going to be listening to this, but we just want to congratulate him anyway. I think we could have found a better soundbite for that, but it also that uh, we also didn't have that scripted in here. I just wanted to drop it in. You uh, did. Yeah, I just wanted to drop it in there. We haven't talked a lot about baseball, just because the whole lockout's going on, so it's hard to say, okay, well, uh, let's go ahead and talk about baseball. Nothing's changed. Okay, let's move on. Let's it's talk hard. about baseball. Yeah, let's talk about college football now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to do that. Also, another thing, NHL, um, Henrik Lundqvist, he was... He signed as a free agent with the Washington Capitals last offseason, but he had to sit out the entire year to, due to a heart condition. Mm-hmm. Um, played for the New York Rangers. He like he crushed me multiple times. It was, we, the Capitals played the Rangers a lot in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he's such a he's such a dominant goalie, so dominant. He's getting his number thirty retired by the New York Rangers this weekend. So Henrik Lundqvist, good for you. Congratulations. Nice. Very disappointed that I couldn't get to see you play. Now, the big thing that I wanted to get to. This that has, has nothing to do with sports. Absolutely nothing to do with sports, but as a former Foot Locker employee and a former Foot Locker manager, I just found this absolutely hysterical. That goes for both of us. Yes. I think this is so funny that I just couldn't leave it off the damn podcast. God damn it. There was a manager in the state of Mississippi who went on to his own Snapchat and recorded himself stark naked <laughs> <laughs> having sex with the damn shoes um finishing <laughs> and then putting the shoes on display of course we know about this so Foot Locker knows about this and has of course promptly fired the guy See, my man Holman was so mad that I wanted to mention this, but now he can't, he just can't stop laughing about it. <laughs> because you said finishing me in the shoe. Well, I, I wasn't going to be incredibly graphic. <laughs> I appreciate it, but it's still funny. I didn't say it for you. I said it for everybody else that's listening. I'm sure they appreciate it. <laughs> so come on, man. Reel it in. This isn't all about you, you piece of shit. <laughs> I am the main character. <laughs> uh, not, not according to this guy. He was the main character. <laughs> But anyway, so Foot Locker found out what was going on very, very quickly, <laughs> oh, and of course God. have, and of course they fired him. Now this is where something gets really funny. <laughs> I didn't tell you this. Oh fuck you! <laughs> but there was somebody left a review on that Foot Locker. No, and said store was great, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing is, when I got the shoe, there was some, there was some, there must have been some glue stains on the outside of the shoe. Cleaned off real easily. Outside of that, loved it. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I wish we would have left the Borat sign sound on the board. So, dude, straight up, got his rocks off in a shoe, and then sold it to a customer. God, dude. dude. Oh, man. I've seen some shit, and I've done some shit at Foot Locker in my lifetime. <clears throat> that is so over the top. That, that tops I... it all. Oh, my gosh. That tops it all. That... From Good grief, man. From all the shit we've seen from, you know, 
that we've seen that we've done. Dude, I walked into the stock room one day and our my coworker <laughs> Thomas Martin was on the top fucking <laughs> rung of a ladder when the store manager was laying on a box full of socks hung over. <laughs> I'd been working there for like two weeks. I rounded the corner and this dude's like on top of the ladder just like screaming. I'm like, what are you doing? And he looked back at me and he said, hey, I'm going to give Justin the swanton bomb and hope he feels better. <laughs> he was a good 12 feet in the air. Like it's not, it's not like he was like standing with two feet on the one on the one rung and his shins were up against the other side. No, like the very top, he had two both feet and he was just standing there. Dude looked like he was. Dude looked like Jeff Hardy standing on top of a ladder. Oh my gosh! In the middle of a Footlocker stockroom. Oh, dude, the things that took place in that stockroom were. <laughs> we can't talk about that. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Anyway, that is going to wrap it up for us here today. That's all we got. Um, Appreciate you guys stopping by. Appreciate you for listening. Uh, The ending got fucking wild. Um, So drop a like, share, strap strap in, folks. This is about how this is gonna how be. Lock in. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a second here. This is about to be the new norm for us now. Um, of course, our t- our our podcast have been very he- NFL heavy. Um, there's only four games left in the NFL until the season's over. Two of which are this weekend. One of which I don't care about, and the other one is the Super Bowl, which is the most important game of the year. Which is the most important game of the year. So our topics are going to slowly get smaller and smaller. Especially if there's no baseball to talk about, we're going to go on a lot of rants here soon enough. Um, so if you enjoyed what you heard before. That wasn't sports wise. Um, buckle up, Buttercup. Fucking lock it in, cause it's uh, we're about to, we're about to get real loose here soon. Be real fucking loose. We also might have a uh, some some guest appearances coming up here soon. Yeah, some something in the work, something in the works. Um, we're not gonna go into it too much. Can't uh, talk about it. <laughs> shout out the game, man. Shout out the game. But um, yeah, just wanted to drop it in there. Um. A lot of big things to come for us, so we appreciate you guys sticking around with us this long, and um, hope you guys are ready for some more. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Let's get out of here. See you guys. See you guys.